Good afternoon. I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm the Minister for Congregational Care here at Naples United Church of Christ. And if you are welcoming, or if you are here in the sanctuary or worshiping with us online, we are thrilled to have you at this Wednesday's midweek meditation. Our guest musician today is Andrew Snedeker. He's a co-principal oboist with the Naples Philharmonic, and we have him join us often in worship. And his spouse, Jeannie Snedeker, is our interim director of Christian education, and she will be bringing the reflection this afternoon. Andrew and Jeannie have been part of our church community for a long time and have raised their kids in our church, so we are blessed to have them leading our service today. Um, There's a lot going on in the life of our church. Of course, please come to worship this coming Sunday. Our services are at 9 and 11 a.m. right here in the sanctuary, also live streaming. And take a look at the back of your bulletins. Not now, but take them with you. Uh, Don't toss them on the way out because they'll tell you more about the events coming up and also all of our services happening on Holy Week and Easter. So give those a look after the service today. And if you want to continue your time of reflection and meditation after our service, our church has a beautiful outdoor labyrinth. The weather is beautiful today. So consider going out there and just taking a reflective walk to continue your midweek pause. And now let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship. Please join me in today's responsive invocation. Holy and living God, we come this day seeking your presence and comfort. Encircle us in your love. We come this day to know and to be known. Enliven us with your spirit. We come seeking your light and love as we journey toward Easter. In your service, bring us ever closer to you, attuned to your spirit among us as we walk the path of discipleship in Christ. Open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds to your still speaking voice. Amen. Well, good afternoon. Um, Please join me in prayer. Wonderful and creating God, may you be pleased with our worship today as we seek to draw nearer to you. Amen. I love the Psalms. It seems fitting that they factor significantly into my faith life. Some of the most beautiful songs and sacred poems are found in this book. And I have read, prayed, and sung them most of my life. As a musician, I connect deeply with the poetry, the metered verses, and the depth and breadth of emotion. I have found throughout mine and Andrew's life together, when we need the profound guidance and solace of Scripture, we often start in the Psalms. So whether in moments of joy or sadness, worry, change, I continually find deep connection and inspiration in the Psalms. So I'd like to begin by sharing a portion of one of my favorites From Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You hem me in 
behind and before and lay your hand upon me. I could go on and on. It's a beautiful and a familiar psalm. But I'd like to stop and reflect on the idea of being hemmed in. But I have to admit, stopping is not easy for me. And although it's a necessary skill and certainly something we hope to do during our Lenten experience, it can be difficult to stop and be still and reflect. You see, I'm a doer. (laughs) I'm a list maker. Planning and making lists comes easily to me. I like to feel as though I have some control over my days, however misguided that may be, and writing things down feels helpful to me. If you are like me, you know the deep satisfaction in crossing things off your list. And I am such a dedicated list maker that I have received from my children long list-making notepads as gifts, and they are great. But there's one problem with this method. No matter how many lists I make, I can't anticipate everything that's going to happen. Life doesn't often adhere to our lists. It can be unexpected and challenging, filled with bubbling over joy, but also very difficult at times. And although we often forget to include God in our list-making, God is there nonetheless. In moments when we don't even realize, we are hemmed in, behind and before, with God's hand laid upon us. So this idea of being hemmed in brings a picture to mind for many of us, and it's often a negative one. We're hemmed in in traffic. We're hemmed in in a crowd, trapped, confined. It can feel claustrophobic. But consider the idea of being lovingly surrounded, encircled with care, God's protective and loving presence going before us and following after us. Evidence of God's profound love hemming us in can be found all around us. Dolphins encircle their young in the ocean to protect them as they play. Elephant nannies create a protective circle around a birthing mother to protect her and her newborn. And we encircle one another in embracing to express love and comfort, friendship, excitement. So being hemmed in can also feel protective, supportive, loving. We experienced this. Several years ago, Andrew and I and our three kids, we had the opportunity to visit Switzerland and Italy one summer with my parents, and rest assured, I had made plenty of lists. Our two older children, Aaron and Wesley, were excellent travelers by this time, but our youngest son, Christian, was a baby, and traveling with a baby was and is an involved process. And although we were exhausted from full-time jobs, performances, and a very active family life, we were excited about our trip. Andrew was particularly excited to visit Switzerland again, where he had spent 
a few months as a child when his father was on sabbatical. One of our Italian stops was Venice, and we walked the narrow maze of streets. We browsed in the shops. We went to St. Mark's Cathedral, and of course, we fed lots of pigeons. The day was hot, so we stopped in the late afternoon for some ice cream. And as we turned from Christian's stroller to order and gather our cones, we heard behind us a sickening thud. He had fallen out of his stroller and hit his head on the cobbles. We rushed to him and picked him up, but he was hurt, and we didn't know where to ask for help. We didn't speak enough Italian, so instead we asked if anyone spoke English as we hurried up and down the narrow corridor with Christian crying in Andrew's arms. We were terrified, sick with fear. Our lazy vacation day had turned so quickly into one of stress and panic and helplessness. In all our careful planning, we could never have anticipated or wanted this. But we were not alone. God was there with us, hemming us in, laying hands upon us, navigating the tangled streets with us, and sustaining us. And two amazing things happened. After being apart for several hours, we unexpectedly ran into my parents, and they immediately were able to take uh, charge of Aaron and Wesley. And then a local hotel manager heard us. So the hotel was situated right there among the shops, and he came and he spoke to us in English and quickly summoned one of his employees to take us to the hospital. Without hesitation, without complaint, this young man beckoned us to follow and we set off. Going to the hospital in Venice is not anything like it is here. We never ever would have found it on our own. We walked and walked through winding streets, through shops and businesses, across bridges and canals, blindly trusting our guide to get us where we needed to be. And as we hurried after him, we desperately tried to keep Christian awake. It was nap time. We had no idea if it was safe to let him sleep. And after almost 20 minutes of walking, we finally arrived. The hospital was finally there in front of us, and we could at last get help. But we were surprised at how quiet it was when we entered the building, and it contrasted sharply to our growing panic. But it was surprisingly calm. There was no noisy waiting room, no paperwork, just kind and immediate help. We experienced such profound compassion and care that day. In a very short time, Christian had been seen by two specialists, both who assured us that he was fine, despite the nasty-looking bump on his head. And after observations and testing, we were released. On top of all this generosity, there was not even a financial charge. We were hemmed in, behind And before, God's encircling love was there to sustain us, 
and walk us through this frightening experience and provide the help we needed for our son. Christian was and is fine and flourishing. He'll be 21 this summer, (laughs) so he's doing quite well. But I've always wished we could have adequately expressed our thanks to those people who stepped in to help us. In the moment, our words fell short of the gratitude we felt. There we were, strangers in their city, We couldn't speak their language. We were in need of help. And we were only met with love and generosity. It was profound to be on the receiving end of that kindness. But I'm certain you've been there too. In a place that wasn't on any to-do list, unexpectedly dealing with fear, uncertainty, and finding the hand of God lovingly laid upon you. So as we continue our Lenten journey, consider how God hems you in, sustains you, and circles you in love. Perhaps you have felt God reach into your life when you most needed it. Perhaps you have been the one God has worked through for someone else. But in all of life's moments, I know one thing. God is here. God is in our joy and in the faces of those we love most. God is in the kindness and generosity of strangers. God is in finding help when we think help can't be found. God hems us in, lays loving hands upon us, and circles us every day in extravagant, abiding love. May we each feel that presence today. Amen. In all of life's joys and challenges, may we be assured that we do not face them alone. So go back into your day with the knowledge that you and I and we all are encircled in God's love. Amen.